Hello, I'm Tara Ruckman. And I'm Stephanie Howe, and we are Control the Chaos EDU. Are you burnt out? Are you feeling frustrated or overwhelmed? Or maybe it's the opposite, and you're a go-getter and want to level up. Then it's time to dive in with real talk and solution-focused conversations. Hello and welcome to today's Control the Chaos conversation. We're going to be kind of talking about how do we adapt our instruction to make sure it fits all of our students' needs and not just maybe making it differentiated in a way that is focused for our students that are struggling, but also talking about those extension activities um, that you could use as well. And so when I think about adapting my instruction, this is something that came kind of natural for me, but for a lot of other teachers, it did not. And for other teachers, it was kind of like extra work, right? And so it was a pain point for a lot of different um, teachers because adapting your instruction does take time and it does take kind of looking over your standards, knowing your students, knowing all of the different pieces that come into play and knowing what gaps they have. And so again, if you are are not maybe able to kind of think about all of those different pieces, adoption can become very difficult when you're just trying to differentiate because you're like, I've got to do this for this student, this for this student, and that for that student. And so if that's how you're feeling today, um, I would just suggest that you take a moment and Don't think about adapting for every single student right now. Don't think about personalizing for every single student right now. What you should be doing is you should just kind of create three different buckets and think high, medium, low. Okay, what do your high students need? What does that middle group need? And what does that low group need? And just start right there. And maybe that is organizing your lessons through station rotation, Maybe it's using three different playlists type of models where you're having your students go through different activities. Maybe it is um, doing maybe some like whole group direct instruction, but then during certain parts in the lesson, you have different breakout areas for high, middle, and low activities. So you're not up there the entire time doing direct instruction. And what a lot of research has kind of found is that when we are doing direct instruction, you're a lot of times meeting that middle group. So those lows students or those students that are performing high, you're not necessarily able to reach their needs. So if you are using direct instruction the entire class period, I would highly suggest that you just kind of stop, reflect, And think about how can you organize your class in a different way so that way you're not just reaching that middle group. How can you also support that high because they're going to get really bored and your low is going to get really frustrated and they're going to tune out. So again, going back to kind of, okay, how am I teaching, reflecting on that, and then thinking about how can I differentiate? Some teachers are ready to start personalizing it for all of their different learners, Um, Other teachers just need to have those three buckets, high, middle, low, and start differentiation that way. Yeah, and differentiation, we think about 
in three different ways, right? We think about how do we differentiate the process? How do we differentiate um, the process is the main thing that we're talking about today. But there's also other ways to, to differentiate. You have the content and the product that you're also differentiating. So with those things, there are many ways, you know, you can think about differentiating and many examples. You can think about maybe differentiating through a roadmap. Um, where you have, like, like Steph said, the three different buckets where maybe you have three different roadmaps. The bulk of the roadmap is really the same, but you have some spots in the roadmap that are a little bit different from on the levels of the students. So if you have these three different roadmaps, then you can and they look almost the same, right? You can look at which different, using those leveled and tiered activities um, and assigning them to each of the different levels within your classroom. It also allows students like some of that choice and processing. So it also allows them to pace differently. So this is differentiating the process, right? Um, when we're allowing them to pace a little bit differently based on the what the roadmap is. So thinking about the process, um, you could provide it in small groups. You can prov provide it in partners. You can have a student work alone. You could have student work in a triad. You can use the technology to, to differentiate the process with the roadmap, or maybe you don't have to. Maybe it could be just different things within the classroom that doesn't involve the technology. So, so many ways that you can look at differentiating the process piece of it and how you're, how you're getting that information. Then you talk about differentiating the content. Um, maybe it's uh, this or that board. So maybe a student might have an audio um, or maybe they'll have a vi video of what they're wanting to um, watch or listen to, giving them the choice. So maybe I give them a podcast link or maybe I give them a YouTube link or maybe I give them an audio book or a set of slides but those are different ways that you can, different audio and video representations of the content for that teaching process to meet the needs of the different learners and differentiate. Um, using highlighting or numbering systems. Maybe you're, maybe you're using a chart and a model, or you're using, some students might have a manipulatives some stu students might not need a manipulative and they'll use a different kind of resource they find on technology. You know, maybe some students have that need um, to use their hands, but some kids are very tech oriented and want to look at it on the computer. So, so many different ways as well to talk about differentiating the content. 
And then when you think about differentiating the product, so this is tiering those product choices, um, providing choices that have a range for multiple intelligence, um, culture, race, gender, however you want to look at it. I know um, Steph has so many resources that talk about differentiating the product, um, choice boards, maybe Edulastic, maybe it's create a comic, maybe it's a tabletop Twitter um, or a stop motion activity. So many ways to differentiate the product. I used to do a reading at the end of every novel when we would, what depending on what we were reading in ELA, I might have four or five different options for end of book projects. And that's that differentiation of the product, allowing the student tiered product choices um, that meets their needs or using a model to encourage the use of technology even with products or presentations. So even though I said we're going to really focus on the process, there's there so many different ways to really differentiate the content, the process, and the product. Yeah, and again, if you're kind of like overwhelmed, I would really just focus on one way that you can start to improve your classroom or your instructional practice. Because again, it can be through content, process, and products. So if you're thinking through process, what activities can I start offering to my students that are maybe multi-sensory? If I'm thinking about the product, again, going through and using choice boards or activities like Tara mentioned, or again, thinking through and thinking, how can I take um, my content and looking at different resources and some curriculum will help you by having kind of easiest to hard. And so rather than students completing the entire worksheet, can you break it up like that? Where, okay, you're, this group, you guys are doing one through four. This group, you guys are gonna do five through eight. This group, you're gonna do nine through uh, 12 and kind of differentiate that way. And if your students do really well, then maybe they move up or they level down, uh, depending on how they're doing on those, those activities. There can also be a lot of different technology integration that can help you um, when it comes to differentiation. And a lot of times I will make the choice boards in Google Slides or in Canva. Um, and providing that dual coding is also a great thing where it has images but it also has um, text next to it, creating videos. Maybe you use Screencastify for video creation. But when you're creating those videos, students are able to go back and rewatch as many times as they need to. They're able to see what is taking place. They can pause you, where before, if you're doing that direct instruction, sometimes you're moving way too fast or some students need directions chunked up. So having a video where they can pause and play and grab the materials as they need them or do the activity, they're able to quickly get those different resources or videos and then they can keep watching the video as it needs done. They can go back to it as many times as they need to. So it's kind of like cloning yourself because a lot of times what I found is before I videotaped my directions, I was really struggling with going in and 
all I was doing in the class period when students were working independently was repeating my directions over and over and over again, okay? Because students had so many different questions or they weren't listening or had some students that went to speech and then they came back in the room and they needed the directions repeated. And so when I had a video available to those students with the overview of the lesson, students were able to go in listen to um, the video as many times as they needed, and then they could begin to work. And so it allowed me to teach. I wasn't just going over the directions on repeat. Um, and so I was able to, again, create that problem-solving skills within my students. And then I was able to provide those extensions and questions and um, look over and give feedback to my students a lot better. Another platform that could help you is Kami. So in Kami, you can actually open up a um, assignment in your learning management system. So for example, Google Classroom. And if you're in Google Classroom, rather than viewing your students' work individually, you can actually see all of their screens in one view. So I can see each student's screen all at the same time. And then I can give feedback and I can leave audio feedback, video feedback, stickers, checklists, instructional videos. So if I notice that a student is getting stuck on number three, I can send a video about verbs right to that student. And it won't just go to every single student. It just goes to that one student that needs that additional scaffold or support or if that one student just needed a graphic organizer, I can send it to just them. I can also use the tool to see, oh no, every single student missed number four. So that means I need to go back and reteach that. And so I could either pause the class and quickly teach it, or because pace is such a huge part of differentiation, I could go in and hit update work, create a quick instructional video, find something on YouTube, paste it onto that document and publish the work and every single student now gets that additional resource or video to support them along the way. Where before, again, I was having to pause my class, it would ruin the flow. Sometimes there were classroom management issues where now I can just post that video and then tell the students, hey, go back and rewatch this video um, for additional support. And it just, again, it makes it a lot easier when you use technology to help you with some of this load. Um, because if you are just, again, repeating directions like crazy, you're not able to give that feedback. You're not able to provide those different resources and scaffolds to support your learners. <clears throat> because all you're doing is repeating what they should be doing rather than extending or uh, scaffolding their learning. Yeah, I mean, it can, it's so interesting that you say lighten the load, right? Because as a resident educator coordinator, I have had several teachers reaching out just to say, like, I'm just getting used to the curriculum. How am I supposed to differentiate for all the different needs in the classroom? I'm just so overwhelmed by it. I can't do it all. I can't meet the needs. I can't, how am I supposed to differentiate when I'm just trying to figure out the content? So I think thinking about technology in terms of being able to lighten the load 
I mean, that in itself helps teachers, which provides more teaching time to students if they have less time where they're spending trying to figure out how to differentiate or provide students that feedback. So you're able to get, you're able to be able to provide students more of your time in a different way, but still providing them feedback and and being able to support their needs is huge. Yeah, and I think too, you have to think of teaching like, yes, learning how to use Cami or one of those tech tools is going to take time, right? Like it is gonna take some time, but think about it this way. Okay, if I take time now to learn it, how much time will it save me later? So if I learn how to create a video now, and it maybe takes an hour or two, and it doesn't need to be perfect, um, how will that support me in the classroom later? Will it provide me additional time? Because it probably will. And again, it's gonna take a lot more time at the beginning because you're learning it. But as you continue to practice and get better and better and better, it's gonna get a lot easier for you um, and manageable for you. But again, just pick one tool. What's one tool that you're going to start using? And think about how you learn. There's so many on-demand ways, but there's also a lot of different people that you're able to reach out to for support as well. Um, so think about how do you learn best? Maybe you are a self-learner where you're like, just give me a video, give me a certified course. A lot of tech companies have those certified courses for you. Um, or maybe you are like, I just need a one-on-one -on -one call with someone. <laughs> um, if that's you, then then maybe find someone that you can ask and reach out to to spend some of that time with. Yes, so much, so much good stuff about differentiation today. Um, just the strategies for tiered instruction and flexible grouping. Don't forget about the environment with flexible seating. Um, the content, the process, the products, it's all so much, but technology can aid you in that process and absolutely reach out to Steph for Cami because I know she has amazing ways to uh, support that process through using Cami. And as always, your call to action is to like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. And until next time, control the chaos. Thanks for listening to Control the Chaos EDU. Check out the description for show notes. We look forward to connecting with you on social media. Subscribe to the weekly podcast so you never miss an episode. Control the chaos until next time.